sounded really yeah. nice and crisp. It it was very crisp. It was not in time, but it was very crisp. It was in time for me. I mean, in reality, it was in time, but yeah. my headphones said nah. Still want to know an answer to that. Why the heck is it in time for me and not for you? And how are we able to, like, it's just, it's science and I'll figure I don't it out know. someday. I don't know either. Like, I'm sure there is a delay. Like, if you've ever called somebody who's, like, in the same room with you, like, you like you hear the delay. That's true. That's true. But, like, it's so weird. Maybe like, we're when just, I edit like, not it, noticing it. When I edit it together, there's no delay. It doesn't sound weird at all. It sounds very natural, but whatever. Whatever. Hmm. Hi, everybody. Maybe Welcome we're just used to Welcome back to Cinematic to Pulse Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> I'm here, Ashley. This is oh oh. You're hold on. <laughs> I took your part. <laughs> I you the just script. you just squeaked. There is no script. You just squeaked. I'm your host, Sheree. Waiting for you. Who <laughs> and are I'm you? I'm your co-host, Audrey. There you are. And this is cinematic pulse behind the scenes. <laughs> this is us freeballing it. <laughs> we had we were going to record. We were going to record uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but we have mm-hmm. very hectic weeks this week. There's no yes. way we're going to be able to talk for two hours and no, get this edited it's not time. It's not going to happen. Mm-mm. So instead, nope. what are we doing, Audrey? We are giving you a live action Cherie and Audrey behind the scenes what life is like with us. <laughs> This is our normal blooper reel. Yeah, <laughs> blooper reel to be uh, edited in perhaps this week or next week. This week, maybe. Yeah. But if we do want to stay on the topic of movies, I want to discuss a few movies you'd like to talk about in the future on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I've got a I mean, list. so I, I've got a list. What is that from? I don't know, but something just crashed in my kitchen and I don't want to go see what it was. Oh, Hopefully it's not an ex murderer. It's, it's just the ghost that's haunting your cabinets. It's fine. Hmm. What's the ghost's name? Mm, Yuri. He's a Russian ghost. Yuri. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was okay. foreign exchange student who didn't make it to the end of semester, and so he's perpetually doing homework and making ramen. But he's Russian. Yeah. They don't have good colleges in Russia. They come to America to get education and go back. Fair enough. I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, that's that's all I got because I can't think of a single college in Russia. So I love that that's clearly my logic is sound. <laughs> you gave it your all. <laughs> all right, what's a movie you want to talk about? What's in the a future? movie? Well, I mean, obviously the one that I couldn't even go a single episode of the first episode of our podcast without talking about Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. Twiglet. We're talking about the first one because I actually do want to talk about that film. <sighs> yes, just just the first one because I mean, like, if if we if we tried to talk about all the rest of them, it would well. It would I take a long time. I've told you this. I like only the first one. The other ones are okay. They're fine, but like, I like the first one especially because I like the directors. Uh, I feel like you get the directors. Um, how do I want to put it? You feel their spin on it. Like Bye. I feel like I can see their director's lens as I watch that film. But for all the other ones, mm. I feel like it's kind of generic film romantic with some action but i really liked the feel of that first one a lot even if you hate the blue tint (laughs) i rolled my my eyes as i said that just so you know here's the thing and this is for anyone who probably now thinks contrarily after the first episode you love contrarily a word contrary um i despise twilight the movie 
Yes, Twilight that is true. colon the movie. I despise the movie. I hate it. I can't stand it. I have watched it approximately 17 times and every time if you I hated it, still why did you like watch it. it 16 more times? Have you met my sister? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm I have just been subjected to it and every time I'm like maybe I'll like it this time. It's it's the definition of insanity. It's it's doing the same thing and expecting different results and I do it continuously and I still don't like the movie. <laughs> I just like. I can't do it. I think that's why I like it. As I just feel like the warmth of of the director as she directed the film. Like the There's movie's no warmth not in that movie. The whole movie listen, got dunked in blue. Okay, I don't want to hear ounce your, of warmth. I, the warmest thing is Taylor Lautner's skin. Hush your mouth. <laughs> you I don't want the sass. I'm speaking. Oh, I'm sorry. As I was saying, <gasps> I like the director's spin on it. I'm not saying it was a perfect film. I'm saying the acting was all great, but. I still like that film just because I just like how the director brought herself into the film. Like, I felt like I felt that director, right? If I watch other films, like, I'm like, mm, it's just a generic film. But, like, you know a Michael mm. Bay film. You know a Steven yeah, Spielberg film. there's explosions. And well, that's that, what I'm saying. And is that, like, that tint that makes everyone's eyes, like, electric blue. <laughs> exactly. But that's, that's why I actually, like, have a soft spot for that film. It's not a great film. I literally, it is a comfort film for me. I watch mm. it because I like how I, I just like how the director filmed it. I liked her spin on it and mm. her, her touch. I didn't like yeah, any I'm other sorry. films after that. I can't do, I just can't do it. For being, being a book lover, it just was nothing like the book. And even the overall tone of the book was not captured by the movie. I agree. Um, Some of it. And, and I just, I just couldn't, I could never quite get behind it. There, there are are bright points in the movie that I enjoyed. Um, the casting for James and and that actor's delivery and everything was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved him. Loved Taylor I loved all casting. of those. Love Taylor Lautner um, was the okay. best casting choice. Facts. Him and Charlie. Him, him and Charlie. Charlie. Yes, At Charlie for life. Yes, Charlie forever. There, there are just like a few side characters that they really just nailed the casting for. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there are things that I can enjoy about it, but overall, I just meh. This is a Taylor Lautner appreciation podcast. <laughs> like for real though, because did a great the man nailed it. Shark really Boy did. did us did us good. Certainly, certainly, Shark Boy. Oh my God, what a callback! <laughs> you want to know a movie I'm interested in talking about? There's so yes, many. I'm absolutely. trying to decide which from this list is going to catch you by surprise the most. I don't know if I've... Mm. I haven't seen your list. It's not I, very I never... long. I have six movies on here currently. But I think I we've talked about all of them except for one or two. Have we talked about The King's Speech? The King's Speech? Ooh, Colin Firth and Helena Bonham Carter? Yes. Oh, I love Colin Firth. I've loved Colin Firth since the six-hour A.M. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I've only I seen him in never, that once. I will never watch anything else but the original Pride and Prejudice, which for anyone who doesn't doesn't know, there's a Pride and Prejudice before the Kira Knightley one, and it's six hours, and it was a TV special on A&E, and it's amazing, mm-hmm. and I love it. I was going to say, I haven't found, well, except for, like, the Pride and Prejudice and Vampires movies or something that, like, I have never uh, not Oh, liked. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, I think? Sure, that one. Yeah, I never saw it. I love the Kira Knightley one though. That was wonderful. That's what made me like Pride and Prejudice and read, made me read the books. The book. I haven't seen it. Um, my mom you and I started oh, watching. So we started watching Jane Eyre 
recently, um, which was also a TV well. special one. Oh. It was like 2015, and I think it was it was a masterpiece theater one. Okay. Um, and it has the actress who plays like the crazy psychopath in Luther, opposite Idris Elba. Mm, okay. Yeah, it has her in it. I love her, okay. and so she does a really good job. Um, because I had never seen Jane Eyre. And my brother I, was in a musical production of it recently, and so I needed to see the original. When I have what you just mentioned, I've seen the first half of it, but not all of it. Um, I think it was honestly, the TV special. Yeah, I think before I moved back to where I live now, I'm not going to say that out loud. Um, hmm. I was in the middle of it, and I was packing, and then I stopped, and I never finished it. Shame, hmm. I should. But that that has nothing to do with the King's Speech. No. <laughs> but that's okay. This is that's what this is. This is brainstorming behind the scenes. I think you're not wrong. Oh. This is like I said, this is off the cuff. But yeah, I really want to do King's Speech. I love that film. It is one of two films that I bought the film before ever watching it. The other one was Inglorious Bastards, which is also on my list. Oh. Those love. those are the love two Inglourious films. Bastards. I, those are the two films I bought before seeing them in theaters or anything else. I I literally my brother worked at Blockbuster at the time, one of the last ones in the country. And I said, wow. Aaron, I need you to grab this off the shelf on your way out of your last day because I need this Wow. Film. Wow. And, it is a... and I felt dated having worked at Family Video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little plug for Family Video. I got so excited. My exist. parents recently, re- barely though, barely. <laughs> ours got on. turned into a Dollar General. Oh, no. Um, I know. It's sad. I wonder where the closest Family Video is. Because it's not, we used to have one in town and it's gone. The one up in uh, where my aunt lives is gone that I occasionally worked at. Same one. I think this my hometown in... might have a few left. Like one or two maybe. That would be awesome. Because I, I got so excited because if you've watched Stranger Things, they get jobs at Family Video. And I geeked out because I still have one of my Family Video t-shirts. I apologize like for my, everyone my worker who just shirt. heard that motorcycle on my side of the audio because that was loud. I could hear it through my. Oh, headphones. I heard that. I assumed it was maybe like your stomach and you're just like super hungry, but no, you had dinner. I so... am super hungry. No, dinner's not done yet. It's still cooking. Oh no! I know. I've got I've got chicken in the sink that's defrosted that's waiting for me to turn it into something. What should I? What kind of chicken should I make for dinner, Sheree? Mmm. I like. I always liked your chicken korma, but that's what you. That's, that's something you did in the crockpot, right? Um, no, it doesn't have to be. Um, the chicken's a little bit more tender if I do it in the crock pot all I day. Also but I don't have chi- the Was it chicken and chicken um, capers? That one always threw me for a loop, but that one was always oh, really good, too. Oh, that's a good one. I haven't made chicken and capers in a while. I do it with cream of mushroom soup and with capers. Oh, I could do that. I haven't had that's that in a That's good to know. Time. I think I have cream of mushroom, and all I would need to buy is capers. Man, thanks for reminding me mm-hmm. of that meal. Mm-hmm. I got one. you. You, te- you technically reminded me. You're welcome. Wow, I forget about that. The thing is that I haven't made since college. You used to make some chicken meal for us every week in college. And it's the two I always so remember easy. were chicken, chicken, the chicken and capers and the chicken korma. Mm-hmm. Those are my two go-tos because, I mean, like I said, they're just so easy. I could wake up, just throw all the ingredients in the crock pot and turn it on high and just leave for the day. I don't even know if I have a go-to meal. Dinner would be ready. Pasta? Mmm, that's an excellent go-to meal. <laughs> But I don't, like, I don't make it as often as I used to because I'm trying to cut back on carbs. But mm. now I'm like, what Aren't is my go-to meal now? Chicken and rice? That's so boring. Mm. And asparagus? That's so healthy. I'm it so is. proud. It's, it's chicken, mm, asparagus. wild rice. Asparagus over broccoli every day. Yeah. 
chicken Forget and broccoli. asparagus and wild rice and like my go-to meal now yum that sounds mm. great especially the wild rice i think that's what i'm gonna make for lunch tomorrow <laughs> that so sounds wonderful stupid. Oh my goodness. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I am so hungry. Like right now I'm making um pork belly with barbecue sauce and oh. wild rice. And then I made this like kale and vegetable mixture yesterday and I'm gonna have that. Oh too. my goodness. I love I love Yum. Cooking. That sounds amazing. Oh I have sweet potatoes in the ref- in the freezer. Ooh, Ugh. that'll go really well. No, that would go so well with uh, the chicken and capers. What? I love, I love um I love like nice cooked sweet potatoes that especially go with things like salmon. Um just as like a nice side. I discovered it recently. What movie they're... would you watch with this meal? Uh well, okay, so my food movie is Ratatouille. Okay. Oh, just give me a moment. I love Ratatouille. <laughs> it is my favorite Pixar film. Which is so funny because the food's not real. It's but not. that's probably why it's like nicer because it's like it just looks beautiful regardless you know what uh, i mean yeah i want to watch ratatouille like like find like fake fruit in a bowl like it always looks good audrey spell ratatouille oh hang on r-a-t-a-o-u-i-l-l-e nope. you left out a t oh there's two t's okay but i got the o-u-i-l-l-e ratatouille <laughs> yep ratatouille r-a-t-a-t-o-u-i-l-l-e ratatouille i think god if i'm wrong i'm gonna feel like an a-hole Oh, did I get it right? I'm going to feel so good if I got it no, right. No, you definitely left out a T, but let me go back really? and listen to this when we edit the audio and me be wrong. <laughs> Hold on. No, now I want to know. Hold on. Oh, no. I don't think you had that second T. I think it just said <gasps> R-A-T-A-O-U-I-L-E. What? I don't know. You got. I got distracted in the middle of it. You'll have to go back and tell me that I missed the second T. I thought, I thought so. you meant it was like R-A-T-T-A. No, no, no. Like, R-A-T-A. R-A-T-A-T-O-U-I-L-L-E. Okay. Have you ever made ratatouille? I have. I have never because I was one of those people that like completely thought that it was just like multicolored sliced pepperoni and like some (laughs) kind of tomato sauce. (laughs) And I got really let down when I found out it was just veggies. When... Okay, in your defense, I also thought it was like pepperonis in there. But it's then in the shape I... of pepperoni. Okay. <laughs> when I went and looked up the recipe, I was like, "Oh, it's all vegetables. I love vegetables." And oh, I too I, love honestly, vegetables. I think, but I don't remember if I was in high school still or college the first time I made it. I know I had a job because I bought the ingredients, so this might have been the summer going into my junior year of college i think it's the first time i made it so i would have been like 2021 and how did you make the sauce i don't remember i don't remember i think i know i had fire roasted tomatoes as part of the Mm. sauce base but i don't remember what else because yeah what i would want to do would be like i would want to pick like my favorite vegetables but then um i would want to do like pureed sun-dried tomato with like heavy cream and really do good. like a and do like a tomato cream sauce. I feel like the sauce is dependent on how like some people do like a, a pepper sauce, like bell pepper sauces and like tomatoes together with cream. Mm. And I know some people just kind of do it. Yeah, and some people just do a like tomato based kind of cream that. sauce. And honestly, both look good and delicious. And I try either. Gosh, I am so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my, I what we're going to do food. is just every movie talk about the food that's in the movie. I, that okay, literally no. would be a great side podcast. 
That would be a fantastic side podcast. That'd be, I don't know we what we would call that. We should team up with that. Binging with Babish. What is that? You you don't know who I'm Binging sorry. with Babish is on YouTube? He, oh I my God. I live under several just rocks. Need, after this, we'll just go watch Binging with Babish. Um, he okay. and a team of other people, like he has um, Alvin Zhu, who I think used to be part of BuzzFeed. He does like um, anime with Alvin. So he does food from like animes and animated movies. And oh, that one I've seen. And Babish. What is his real name? I hate that I can't remember his real name. He does like um, food from shows and movies. It's so cool. I love watching his stuff. Ooh. But he also does, he also just does um, normal things. Like he has like cooking one-on-ones. Like here's how to make chicken stew or something like that. Or steak or pasta. Like mm. love oh. that. My family and I Staples really to get you through college and adulthood. Adulthood. I wouldn't say college. I don't know how you're going to make some of this stuff in a college Hey, dormitory. I would not have survived college without my crock pot, so. Well, same. In my microwave. It would have been pizza and breadsticks, like, every day. Every day. And ramen. So, speaking of movies that have food, or movies that, like, make me think of food, oddly, one that I definitely want to talk about is Push with uh, Chris Evans and Dakota Fanning. <laughs> I remember here's, when you told no. me you wanted to do this film, and I was like, okay. I love this movie. Okay. <laughs> because here's, well, okay. I don't just love this movie, then that's, I'm, I'm not going to explain mean, I why love I love Chris this movie. Evans, but so. the food in this movie, though, is they, a lot of it takes place in Chinatown because Chris Evans' character is hiding out in, like, a Chinatown. Actually, I think he might actually live in Beijing now that I think about it. But I can't really remember because hmm. um, it's, like, in the future, so I don't know if it's, like, all one conglomerate country. Like San Francisco. Um, <laughs> you like the Big Hero 6 reference? I did. I did. Um, it, it came out of nowhere and I was like, oh yeah, San Francisco. <laughs> I can't even pronounce that with so, my own mouth. That's okay. I got you. Thanks. Uh, but they eat, like, they sit down and they eat, like, ramen and other, like, interesting ethnic dishes. And it always makes me want to ha- eat Chinese food when I'm watching the movie. Fair enough. It's such a good movie. I. I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. I don't know if I like it because it, like, spoke to younger me and the plot lines that I enjoyed and characters that I enjoyed at the time and the fact that people have superpowers, which was, like, part of my existence at the time. Because this came out when I was, like, early high school. I think when I was, like, a Mm freshman-ish. They're starting to get into the superhero phase of movies. Yeah. Well, I don't, it was just, like, we were all very much into, like, dystopian fiction and, right. Harry Potter, and people uh, having, right, exactly, and people having superpowers. There's probably, like, a psychological element there that we could dive into and psychoanalyze. Separate podcast, us psychoanalyzing stuff. That uh, is a whole, okay, continue. Whole can of worms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I think that's probably why I like it so much is just because it was like where my brain was at the time. And so I just continued to like it as I got older, but also it's just visually stunning. There's a lot of really good um, CG and animation. And I really love the colors that they use in the movie. Isn't it like a greener tone push? Yes. It has lots of green and gold. Lots of green and gold. That's what I remember of that film. really good. It reminds me of like JJ Abrams style of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's something that he likes to do in his filmmaking is use contrasting colors. If you watch, like, you'll see lots of green versus red oh, yeah. or blue versus red. Opposite um, of the color wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does a lot of contrasting colors just to make to make his shots visually appealing. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Plus lens flare. Plus, it's funny that you mentioned that because 
when I was home over the weekend, my mom and my uh, brother Aaron were watching the first Transformers. And I had so many comments, but I was like, I do love the colors that he picks in his films. They are very appealing to the eyes. It's very, yeah, it's very uh, visceral color-wise. And that's all I'll say. What is that? Okay, how how do they get that? Like it's not a, it's like it's like a filter almost it's a LUT. like the the one that I was talking about. It's oh, probably, it's a LUT. It's okay, probably uh, introduced post. It's it has to be introduced post filming. It's something you put over the um, the film itself. It's a, it's it's probably a created LUT of some sort. And for anyone so who's for wondering that, what LUT means, you just... look up table. It's it's something you use and it's an editing oh, software. Oh, it stands for something. Oh. I didn't know it stood for something. I was going to say, I know we mentioned it in a previous episode, and so I, I remembered what it was, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it actually stood for something. Anyone can make a light um, and put it on the film. Right. We talked about it. It's basically like a preset. Mm-hmm. Like if you exactly. use like Lightroom to make your presets for your mm-hmm. Instagram photos, it's like that. He could also potentially movies. use special lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, like tinted lenses? Yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to assume it's a I feel light. like that would get tacky looking yes um, and especially it, it's from i'm going to assume it's a lot because like you're it's going to be really expensive to make special lenses that have uh, there's just no right. way it's got to be a lot i take everything i said it's got to be a lot i take it take it all back it's a lot um so first for doing stuff like that um does that make it easier to film in or do you have to film in like stark broad daylight no, but you definitely have to know what your lighting is going to be. Because mm-hmm. when you film, with if you know what your LUT's going to be, you have to know what your lighting's going to be because you have to light to the LUT. So mm-hmm. your lighting has to work with whatever LUT you make. I guess that makes sense because if you think about the shots in that movie, they're very high contrast mm-hmm. and, and not just with the LUT, like they're, the lighting is in very stark contrast to the the shade in the scene or the darkness in the scene. And a lot of them are in stark, bright sunlight because the movie starts out in the Middle East, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> no, just in the, the movie starting out in the Middle right, East. Right, that's what so I mean. I don't know. I said, mm-hmm, as if I knew what uh-huh. you were talking about. I <laughs> I have not, I'm making perfect sense. I'm figuring it out right I now. I think I've watched that movie all the way through one time in my life, and it had to be 10, really? or, 10 or 15 years ago, whenever it first came out. I had a friend in, in high school that absolutely loved the Transformers series, and, and he made me watch them. My mom so. always, like, if those are on, that's all she walks, watches for, like, a weekend. Like, if it's, a, like, TNT or TBS or something on TV, that's all she's mm. watching for the weekend. But that goes for any so, franchise she loves, like Harry Potter also. I was going to say, so is that, like, is that for her, like, my Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, she, that too. She will literally watch Pirates of the Caribbean on, on a loop. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Here's the thing. I don't love the writing. Um, for anyone listening, I can't stand the writing. It's, um, it's atrocious. It took me, like, I think a solid five times to even be able to, like, stomach the writing and the plot. Uh, but I love the music. I will watch that movie just for the music. I only like the, the music first is amazing. one. I only like the first Pirates. I think I've watched parts of the other ones. First Pirates is phenomenal. I, I mean, the first three are fine. The first three are fine, but the, everything the first I said one is the about best one. all of it. The first one is the best one, and the, oh, yeah. the writing is good, and the music is good, and everything is good about the first. My one. My favorite excellent. score of all time is "He's a Pirate" from that film. Oh, I love that's my a favorite piece of music. That's my favorite instrumental score. 
I think of all time. Make me want to trim my nails down so I can play that on the piano. You're trying to think I can't play right now. Ones. My nails are too long. But yeah, I, I think that's one of my favorites of all time. That Klaus Bedell. That's so good. But Klaus Bedell. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what a name. I'm going to go check my food. Okay. So, slight pause. Um, slight pause. Make sure nothing's burning. I'm gonna do a big clap right here. Oh, Slight no, pause. You have done that yourself. <laughs> I'm so gl- I'm so upset that us yelling about barbecue is not gonna be on there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you stop recording? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, it's still going. Oh. Oh, duh. I'm, I am forget that because... No, 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 I'm right here. I'm right next to my mic. I just forget that because I can hear you. Just because I can hear you doesn't mean that the audience will be able to. I'm thinking about this. <laughs> 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 That's gonna look amazing. Oh my gosh. I absolutely don't like barbecue. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. That's Sith. Oh, it's amazing. I missed that. Love Jimmy Fallon. It's hilarious. And now we start a new conversation because I'm back. I'm back. The boys are back. The boys are back. What are what's another movie you want to watch? I have Gravity. Not high school musical. That's what I was just singing. God, I was, I was glad that was a joke. Mm-hmm. Nope, not happening. Uh, But we are going to do This is the Greatest Show. Oh, man. I'm being forced to watch a musical finally. We're going to do The Greatest I Show. I say forced. I, love... I know it's a good film. You it's know what musical film. I want to I wanna do? Chicago. I'm writing that one down. Ooh, great. That's a great one. Yes, definitely write that one down. One time. Do whole... That's actually when I started watching the Academy Awards was when that movie came out. Oh, young. see, you're you're my award show person, friend. Like, I know that you're always keeping up with them, or at least you have in the past. I don't. I haven't watched them in a while, mostly because I usually work on Sundays. Oh yeah, go figure. But I always will look for the list of like winners and stuff, because I also like you know an abbreviated version of the whole show. Mm hmm. Looking for your faves, and then after that, you're like, no, I'll Google it later. I mean, I appreciate all aspects of cinema now that I understand a, a lot more of it from school, but... Mm-hmm. Like, the things I didn't appreciate um, before? Editing. Yup. And then I was watching Queen Charlotte with some friends last night, and there's this, like, um... There's this shot where they have Queen Charlotte. It, her head is kind of, like, under what looks like a... The arch of, like, you know those little, like, um... Where they put like little desserts, little tea desserts on the little platters and things. Well, this had like a little handle at the top that was in the shape of an arch. And they framed her in it as if she was caged in. And I was like, how beautiful a way of... Oh. It, they, they like sh- at the top of like a dessert tier? Yes, exactly. But it, the, the top of it is arched and you can see through it. And it looks like she's in a bird cage. And the way oh, they filmed it, it the way that they elegant. framed her within it. So I was like, man... Beautiful cinema. So impressed. That's so good. Storytelling without words. 
Oh, speaking of being caged like a bird, would you uh, have any interest in doing being caged um, in a bird? No, no, Sweeney Todd. <laughs> oh, I love Sweeney Todd. The Dean okay, of Fleet Street. Yes. Uh, granted, the only one I've seen, I think, is the Tim Burton one. Same. Okay. All right. I'm put, I put love on, the put music the from that film. It's so good. It, I sang the Greenfinch and Linnet Bird song. That song in college is the, that for a song competition. Hurts my ears sometimes. Oh, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's supposed to be shrill, right? Because it's supposed to be a bird. Like it's supposed to be birdish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, it makes sense. It's just hard to listen to. But the, yeah, yeah I would sing I'm too. I'm adding that one to the list. I love Sweetie Todd. We could do that one in. Uh, well, I was gonna say we could do that one in October, um, but I kind of want to devote the month of October to like true crime. What true crime films do you have? Uh... Heck, if I know, I haven't thought. Of, I haven't thought this far ahead yet. A true crime film month. It's scary films, Halloweeny films. We can do true crime in September. I'll give you that. Not October. September, like for my birthday? Sure, you love true crime. I do love true crime. Do, do you not love true crime? You know, like, it's like many of us females. It's, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I had a guy... <clears throat> I was... Excuse me. I was working on set with a guy, and there was paint spilled, and we were trying to clean it up. I'm not going to name his name. Highly doubt he'll ever know this is a podcast. <laughs> but he asked me he's like why do you think women i think he was trying to he said he's trying to distract me from being angry because we like this <laughs> we were in this giant abandoned factory and we it's literally the last day there was paint spilled someone dragged a trash bag around this place and paint spilled out of it so me and the two other PAs, three other pas were walking around this like at least 300 yard long forget abandoned uh anyway huge and he's trying to strike me from being angry and upset because we're all dog tired at this point and he's like why do you think women are really into true crime and i was like because we're we always got murder on our minds like right now oh <laughs> bless him for trying to like <laughs> distract me from being angry trying to help man uh, I just trying to help could be mad but i was mad i was so furious at that I point was mad. I was like, how are we supposed to get this paint off the freaking ground? But whatever. We we did. We somehow did. But it took forever. By the, by the grace of God. By the grace um, of God. Good vibes. Goddesses. Who knows? All positive energy in the universe. Um. Okay. Thinking of other movies, I'm looking at my list right now. Um. And have you seen, I think it's called, it's technically called like the Cornetto Trilogy. Um, but it's uh Simon Pegg, like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Have I seen um, any of those? I think I've seen one of those. Okay, I definitely want to do those at some point because I do love um I do love British writing, British movie writing, and mm-hmm. British TV writing. Uh, and those are very very British, and I okay. love them. Okay. Um, let's see. It. I was gonna. My um my list also includes things like The Hobbit and Lord of the oh, Rings. Oh hell, hell mm, heck no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, like if you're ever busy and I have to do a solo episode, I'm gonna have someone sub in for me for those. Probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> I uh, 
I, you know what? I would watch The Hobbit. I've not seen any of those. Lord of the Rings? Wait, you haven't seen The Hobbit, but I've yet you seen... know about the frame rate issue? Yes, I know. How could you miss the frame rate issue when the commercials exist? I missed the frame rate issue. All you gotta do is watch the trailer. Now that you've mentioned it, I can't unsee it, but I obviously did not see it at all. I have seen bits First and pieces around. of fil- those films, and they like they look pretty, they look nice, but the frame rate just kills me. I'm like, oh, I can't. It makes me want to be sick. But because mm-hmm. let well, me the explain, normal in the Lord of the Rings movies, right? Let me explain to people who may not know about the frame rate. Real, actually, yes, please explain this. Real life looks like it's in it. We we film in 24 frames per second, and that's in air quotes because. Technically, there is no 24 frames. It's 23.987 or something like that frames per second. But we just brought up up 24. Real life looks as if it moves in 24 frames per second. So that's why most films are shot in 24 frames per second. Whereas uh, sports, I think, are typically filmed in 60. And Mm -hmm. I think soap operas are filmed in 30. I don't know. Mm. But 60 makes sense for sports because there's so so much is happening all at once. You want to see every detail of it. All the all the high def action, but like a movie, you want to have it in twenty four frames per second because you want to be sucked into the realness of it. You want to like mm-hmm. be in it. So when um, Peter Jackson, I, like, there was no really a rhyme or reason for him to do it. He just did it. He just did it because, <laughs> and it's like, why, like, why? And like, well, so explain what he did. So I cannot remember what frame rate he chose, but it was definitely... But he picked a random one? He picked one higher than 24. Actually, I think it was like 40-something. And it, it does like, I understand why he wanted to look... He wanted things to look smoother, I believe. But it just mm-hmm. comes off as uncanny because life doesn't look like that. So I guess to play devil's advocate... I would be okay with it because it's not real life. And most know? people like, are fine with Middle it. Earth. It's me and... and other weird film people who are just like, mm, no, <laughs> I don't like it. It's like me in the blue tint. I can't but like it. again, it's like you can't said, it. it can work. Yeah, you're right. We all have something, don't mm-hmm. we? We all got our, our movie, our movie hangups. But it's 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 fine. It's like you said, it's a fantasy film. It's supposed to look a little different, right? But it's just it's hard right. to watch because all I'm paying attention to at that point is the frame rate being icky to me. Sure. Okay. So I guess there's there's a subset of audiences that are going to get hung up on it because they they know what they're looking at and can't get past seeing it. But uh, yeah. So I actually would not mind doing The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. I might have to tap out because I I I don't know if I can sit through nine and, and <laughs> ten, eleven hours of film. They're they're long because then you, I mean you would you'd probably have to watch the extended editions just to those might have to be everything. Those might have to be spread out over time, like. Here's the first one. Yeah. Here's the they second are, one. They are, that would, that would be an undertaking. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying. Hey, you made it through the Batman. Batman's long. How many times did I, I literally had to watch that movie in three chunks. That's what we said. We had to stop in three chunks and go my run brain, errands and do stuff my capacity, My brain capacity can't do it. It's just too much all at once. I have to stop. Because I, I think you and I have discussed how I'm probably, I undiagnosed ADHD, but who knows? Can't focus <laughs> on something that long. I have to really want to see it. Like, I can't wait to see Across the Spider-Verse on June 2nd. I will sit attentively with my popcorn and my Miles Morales shirt and be super ready to watch that film. I love Miles Morales. I would die for that character. I would die for that person in real life if they were real. He is a sweet angel and we must protect. We must protect. 
With two C's. With two C's and a big hug. And a big hug. Um, okay, other movie that I definitely know that I want to talk about, uh, but we have to wait until it's on some streaming service, is The Martian. Yeah, The Martian. Yes, I've never seen that uh, one, so I look forward to watching it. I'm so sad that it's not on a streaming service right now. I literally, we agonized about this for, like, days because we it did. was my turn to pick something, and I really wanted we to tried. do The Martian. Oh, but it's it's not on anything right now. You'd have to go on Amazon and pay for it, and I didn't want to do that to you guys. So we'll wait. We'll wait until it's on a streaming service. But I absolutely love The Martian, and I love the book, and I love the audiobook, especially uh, read by Will Wheaton, who is the voice of Aqualad on Teen Titans. That's awesome. Among other things. But <laughs> that's what me and my brother know him from. One of them I want to do is a recent, a recent Oscar win, Parasite. That's the Korean yes. one. I think you would really oh, enjoy a lot right. of the symbolism. Oh, that's you brought that up. It has a lot of great symbolism. Yeah. Oh, love that film. It makes me feel all kinds of uncomfortable. Some good symbolism in it. Just like mm-hmm. Gravity. That one makes me feel all kinds of uncomfortable, but I think that's one worth um, watching as well. I told myself after I saw that film in college, I would never watch it again. And then I was forced to watch it really? in college. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I was forced to watch it for um, one of my classes when I came back to, uh, came back to IU for school. Oh, we had, um, I had one of my classes was like a 300 level writing course that I had to take. And, uh, and I looked at what the options were because, you know, some of the courses are themed Mm -hmm. and one of the options was to do like Mm sci-fi and writing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, heck yes, I'm, I am there. I am all over that. It was the one class in my entire college career that I got an A plus in. Dope. Your girl graduated that semester with a 102% in that class. That's incredible. Uh, I got extra credit, apparently, on one of my essays. <laughs> How am I not surprised? Well, it was it worked out in my favor because um, it was, like, one of those, like, drop the lowest grade things. Mm. And I only had, like, one lowest grade. All my other, all the other papers I'd gotten a 100 on. And then, like, one Dang, paper had gotten, like, 102 because I'd done. every paper? I wow. love sci-fi. Well, here's the thing. I had like 102 on one of them because I'd done the extra credit for it and then still aced the paper. And then when he dropped my lowest grade, I didn't have any other grades to drop after that. But don't like do not make this a measure of my overall intelligence. I just love sci fi so much that I was completely invested in this class. I love that, though. (laughs) So I absolutely I love that. And so there were a bunch of movies that I watched that I had never seen before like like OG guess what psychology class like I did genre well in. starting guess what psychology <gasps> classes I did well with any of them that had to do oh. with media was my first degree yes psychology and media I literally had a Frankenstein crime in the films aced <laughs> Ooh. had another one that was um there was another um crime in psychology class I took that had to do with films and aced I was like wow my two loves coming together the brain and movies see if only all of my classes were themed with something I could get behind, then I would have done so much better in college. Mm-hmm. As it stands, I had to do some really boring reading because my other, the other half of my major was English. Well, not only that, but like our school was very research based. I use a very research based school. Oh, tell me, tell me about it. I have dozens upon dozens of atrocious papers that I had to write, which is like one of the hardest things for an ADHD person to do is write a paper. I uh, yeah. Yep. I always did mine at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The whole the... drafting That is thing? the one thing I could do was write a good paper. I was so good at writing papers. 
you know, I want to go back and read some of my papers from college and see whether or not they were actually good or if my professors were just being heartless. (laughs) I really want to know because I had some heartless professors. I really did. Other films, other films. Uh, Twister. That's a summer film. Oh, yeah. I have that one on mine, too. I definitely have Twister on mine. That's a summer blockbuster one for sure. We gotta do, like, Um, we we live in the Midwest. How could we not? We have to. Um, Oh, speaking of, since we were on the topic of, like, essentially comparative literature, like things that are themed so that I can get behind them, that was a big thing when I was in education. I loved doing comp lit. Um, mm-hmm. because I would, I would smush something older, like a classic with something newer and do like a side-by-side, um, analysis Ooh. of them or like a side-by-side unit on them. Um, well, that's kind of what you're my... doing with your own book, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. I am, but I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> um, but, uh, one of my one of the units that I designed was on Romeo and Juliet and Warm Bodies. The uh, the movie with Nick, I think it's Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Holt and Teresa Palmer. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? I know exactly what movie you're talking about. I walked away from my microphone. Oh, how dare you! Okay, but yes, I know exactly which <laughs> film you're speaking of. Now that everyone can hear me. <laughs> Yes, uh, I absolutely love the movie Warm Bodies. I think I've made Wes watch it like three times. That's one. Of you my made me watch it too, movies. and I really enjoyed it. It's so good because I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, Warm Bodies it, it's based on a book, but the the book is a retelling of, of Romeo and Juliet, and it doesn't shy away from it at, at all either. It makes it very obvious. Um, I mean, for one thing, the the guy's name is R R Romeo. Mm-hmm. The girl's name is Julie Juliet. His best friend's name is. M. Mercutio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is a story of forbidden love from warring families. And uh, and it, I just, I have such strong feelings about it because um, there's evidence that Shakespeare felt that Romeo and Juliet was his worst play. Uh, Can't. He's, <laughs> he said, he has said that he wanted to tell he wanted to get a certain point across with the play and he doesn't feel like he was able to do that. Um, he felt like the overall play got caught up too much in their love story and he wanted to tell a story of warring families. Um, yeah. Also, um, I will, I, I hate the end of that story because it's like you're teen, like young teenagers. You're like 13, 14, 15 years old and you're like, mm, gonna just off myself. Mm-hmm. And then yep. the other wakes up. Come on. I know it's a tragedy, but oh, I hate, <sighs> hate, hate, hate the Well, end if it of makes you play. feel better, it's the original trope, so it gets a pass. <laughs> I know, but oh my goodness, I hate it. I know. So I like again, the rest he, of the story, but like then he you was get not to that. satisfied. Right. He was not satisfied with it. And so honestly for what Shakespeare was, the point that Shakespeare was trying to get across in in how the love of two people can heal the war between two entities, mm-hmm. um, I really felt like the book and then, and then the movie of Warm Bodies actually managed to do that mm-hmm. really well. And there are some other deaths in that book that don't happen in the original Shakespeare play that I think actually would have been really, really good um, if they had been incorporated. And I don't want to spoil it because they're not in the movie. 
the, some of the people who die in the book are not in the movie. Okay. So, but that would definitely be one that I would love to do and especially do like a comparative analysis versus Romeo and Juliet because mm-hmm. um, I love that movie. We could save it for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Other than us doing Into the Spider-Verse, what's other animated films you'd like to do? I have a laundry list Ooh. of Ghibli films I'd love to do, but we can't well, do course. all of them. I mean, I love animated movies, but one um, that I would definitely love to do would be Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, Audrey, yes. Oh my God, yes. It is so... <laughs> let me... Hold on. Let me reel it in. Reeling it in. Physically reeling in with my hands right now. I love <laughs> Come back. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It is, as an adult, Same. I see it as one of the best, if not the best, Disney film. I wish if they mm-hmm. were going to underrated. remake, so underrated, the music, the action, <sighs> the story, 100% top to bottom, one. a I fantastic film. The only thing about that film I do not like are those stupid gargoyles. If I could cut those out, Aww. that's all I, that, the film would be perfect. It's the Disney comedic relief. You got it. I know. I know. And their you merchandise. Know, I think if still... I remember correctly, and I read the book, I feel, I want to feel like a Quasimodo, like talked to the gargoyles like just obviously not that they were alive or that he had like any sort of mm-hmm. like, like delusion Wilson that they were alive and cast away. right right just like trying to keep his sanity up locked in the bell tower by himself he would talk to things i think that that's what happened i don't it's been years since i read the hunchback of notre dame for anyone who didn't know it is a book i want to read like, that now it's i knew it was a book but i want to read it with like phantom of the opera i love that movie it's actually very similar i hated it as a kid but I remember watching it with my niece, like, four or five, maybe four years really ago. I love tortured, misunderstood dudes. Sorry, I'm just realizing <laughs> something about our society. I remember- Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I remember watching that everything. movie with my niece, and she's like, why are you flipping out, Aunt Cherie? And I was like, I can't explain to you how much I hate <laughs> myself right now for not loving this film more when I was younger. But I think it's because the oh, themes so are good. so adult. That is a very adult-themed film. And if Disney were to ever remake it a really film is. and make it live action and make it least PG-13, but should be rated R, it should be that one. Mm. I would be mm-hmm. front row. Man, eh, not front row. That's not the worst. That's not the best spot. I'll be in the mm-hmm. middle nope. of the theater with my middle center <laughs> ready with a note and a pen. Ooh, I'm going to take notes. And no changing the music because I want to still be Hell able to sing fire? it. Hellfire? Woo! so i'm like i know i'm fangirly right now that scene with the hellfire song Mm -hmm. pure beautiful cinema Mm -hmm. one of the best Mm -hmm. scenes in cinema ever don't care what anyone says i will die on the hill that is my soapbox we can discuss it that is my soapbox i do not care end of the day it gives me endless goosebumps every time I see it. I'm going to tone my voice down. I'm being very loud right now. <laughs> no, your mic will pick you up really well. <laughs> no toning it down. No so toning yes. it down. Hunchback and Extra Dawn, let's make that soon. I love that film. Let's make that soon. Uh, other animated movie that I would love to do in the same vein as Hunchback is The Prince of Egypt. You know what? The first time I saw that was I was well into adulthood. I think it was like really? four or five years ago. Yep. Oh man, I was I was watching that in Sunday school because it it, it really so stayed incredibly cl- incredibly close to scripture, and it's really rare that you get a spiritual based film that genuinely stays close to scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, 
usually pe- people take a lot of, uh, you know, creative or poetic license with it and, and change things up. Um, like the Noah's Ark movie, for instance. Um, I didn't know that was a film. The one that had, the one that had um, Emma Watson in it. And I think, I can't remember. I can't remember who else was in it. I had Logan Learman, Emma Watson, and R- Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah, no, I don't remember that film at all. I remember the casting. I remember. I can remember the trailer a little bit, but I didn't have any yeah. interest in seeing that film. Yeah, and didn't didn't stay close to script at all. Took a little bit too I much creative was, license, um, and it kind of tanked it. I think that's when Emma Watson's first roles real close to post Harry Potter. I think it's either post Harry mm-hmm. Potter or really close to the end of Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't know. Either that or Perks of Being a Wallflower. She was still doing Harry Potter with those. Oh, she was? Oh, I thought that was after Harry Potter. Oh, no. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I was still in high school when Perks came out. Oh. Oh. Um, so, yeah, Prince of Egypt would be one that I would love to do. Another one with absolutely phenomenal music and a great cast. Mm-hmm. Like, looking at that cast as an adult and able to appreciate everyone that's in that movie. Like, Sandra Bullock, um... Jeff Goldblum. Um, I think Donnie Osmond's in that movie. I feel like he is the voice of somebody. But yeah, that that movie has an amazing voice cast as well. Um, would love to talk about that one. What about Hercules? Hercules. I can't. Soul. I can't. <laughs> that meme that I sent you. <laughs> uh, I'd love to oh, do Hercules. That's one I of my favorite. That is probably my favorite. I absolutely love Hercules. I apologize to all of our listeners who, like, aren't expecting me to just randomly burst out into song, because <laughs> it happens a lot, and if we do Hercules, I will not be able to get through it Neither singing. of us will. We will get copyright after <laughs> copyright infringement, if that's when we're finally on YouTube. Hey, it's, uh, I think it's considered a cover at that point, and cover is protected by copyright law. <laughs> our educational podcast. Especially since we're not making any money off of it. Right. I love oh. Hercules. What's a, rat? not Ratatouille. We already talked about Ratatouille. Uh, Wally, I think, is worth discussing, especially it being a film with so little dialogue. I think it's definitely yeah. We talked noting. about that recently because that's one of that's also one of my comfort movies. That's yes. a background movie for me that I just I just throw on and I love just like listening to and having on in the background. It used to be because the music is great mm-hmm. too. It used to be one my thing. one of my niece's uh, comfort shows or comfort movies. Now she watches <laughs> she my niece. <laughs> she is. On two spectrums of comfort films. One of them is like things she watched as a kid. The other is horror mm-hmm. films. Oh, she's one of those she people. Will put on a horror film and go to sleep. No. And I'm like, no! I was like, this is a power move. I said, any future boyfriend you have is going to be terrified or really impressed. Um, or both. Both. Because he's going to be still awake watching the movie <laughs> and she'll just be sound asleep, sound asleep like a baby and they're gonna be like is this a power move what is this <laughs> just weird flex but i weird flex but i okay <laughs> um it is hilarious and i do wonder if her current boyfriend actually knows that <laughs> oh no she's saving it <laughs> uh, he has to know he has oh. to know um uh, speaking of spooky movies, um, I definitely want to do, like, the first movie that ever got me into scary movies, which was Paranormal Activity. Really? That was your first? Mine mm-hmm. was, uh, The Strangers. That was my first one. Strangers. That one? What is that movie about? It is the couple, I don't, you, I think you have to, like, have watched the film to actually understand the plot, but 
there's a couple that were going to get married and I don't think they did, mm-hmm. but they still go to the cabin for their honeymoon and they get mm-hmm. hunted or hunted within their house and stalked within their cabin by these strangers. Hmm. It is and the title of the movie. I love it because it's more of a psychological, like it gets a little gross at the end. There's some, you know, blood. Well, I can't do gore. It's not very gory. In fact, I wouldn't even call it a gory film. It just happens to end with blood, but it's more of a cycle. It's like a jump scare film, and I love jump scare films. I love being, <laughs> I love being scared. I love being scared, and like it, I do gory films. I think those are done, but I do like parent parental activity. A couple of those are really good. I do like some of those. The first one didn't I scare really me that liked... much, but I think it's like the third one that really got me. Well, so th- that's that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it was because it was kind of groundbreaking mm-hmm. as far as that thriller genre goes, mm-hmm. because people really did not know that it was not a real movie. It was um, the... They thought it was found footage because it cost... The whole movie cost, like, I think, like, $40,000 was cheap. Uh, no, not even. Cheap. It was, it was cheaper than that, I think. I'd have to look it up if we actually were to do that episode. But, yeah, it was wicked cheap. Really felt like found footage was just filmed with, like, a camcorder, and that's it. And... And people really were not sure when going into the theater if this was, like, a documentary or right. not. I remember um, my brother Aaron was so into the, this film. Like, he's like, I ha- everyone, everyone I knew, all my high school friends, everyone was like, we have to go see this film. Did I? No, because I'm a weenie. But I did eventually see <laughs> that weenie. film. And I was like, yes. this is really good. It, it really, like you said, was groundbreaking. That I want to give mm-hmm. credence, though, and credit to... Blair Witch Project, which honestly was the beginning. Oh, the OG. The, the OG, OG found footage, footage movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Um, But I, I love the, the Paranormal Activity series because, like, the first three, it did something really, really different. The first three take place backwards, chronologically. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was really new for me, especially going into, like, for, first getting interested in movies. I found that really compelling and that was different. People hadn't really done that before. Usually they were like just trying to to milk the box office money that had been made off the first one and just trying to milk the demon angle kind mm-hmm. of thing and just making a sequel out of it. But instead it went backwards and it, and it made sense right. with the story that they had already told. And then the next one went even farther backwards and it was just, it was just compelling. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked it. I think I made my husband watch them at one point and he just wasn't impressed and i was like no but you don't understand like you needed to be 15 and seeing this for the first time and this is the first time you've ever seen a movie like this and just being completely enraptured and just heart pounding in suspense that like the slightest bump in the house gives you (laughs) sends you through the ceiling Mm -hmm. i want to ask one last question before we hop off because it's actually been an hour believe it or not we said we were going to talk for 20 minutes catharsis um this is how hold on this is how this winds up happening to us is we don't have a script for this episode we don't have notes we don't have an outline mm -hmm. we just decided to do a behind the scenes for y'all and talk for an hour we said hey we could do like something for 15 minutes do something real quick no (laughs) when do we ever actually do what we say (laughs) so my last you're lucky it's not four hours long you you right last question last question i'm gonna (laughs) ask you is there a film that's coming out that you look forward to that has that is not out yet? Yes. Um. What was that movie that I sent you with Helen Mirren in it? I am um, not scrolling through Instagram to find that. Oh, but while you it's look for Little it, Bird. Yes, probably. I think so. I believe it's called Little Bird. Um, and it is. It takes place significantly post 
Holocaust and World War II. Um, and it's it's the story of a, of a grandmother whose grandson is a bully mm-hmm. at school. And and she finally takes the time to tell him about her past as a Holocaust survivor. Um, and so you see then the her story um, through her eyes when she was, you know, younger as a kid going through it and, and the person who saved her mm-hmm. and when she was getting bullied and he was getting bullied in school mm-hmm. um, for who they were and how they looked. I'm excited um, to see that, especially with that juxtaposition. It it really, right, like telling the story of bullying within the story of the Holocaust, mm-hmm. like it's going to be gut-wrenching, mm-hmm. I, I feel like. And I mean, and Dame Helen Mirren is just fantastic. I'll watch anything with her in it. Oh, I love yes. her. Oh, yes. Uh, for, um, for me. She's got one of those beautiful voices ac- voices and accents that I'm just like, please, I want her to like read audiobooks to me. Does Maybe she does. I don't know. Look into that. Maybe she does. Okay, what's one that's coming out that you would like Other to than Across the Spider-Verse, because duh. Of course, duh. Um, do not judge me. I solely want to see this film because my nephew and I love this series. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, my I'm nephew and I are very much looking forward to Five Nights at Freddy's the movie. It's going to be <gasps> terrible, but... They're doing a movie? They're doing a movie. And my nephew sent oh. me the uh, teaser trailer the other day, Please. and I was like, we're front row. We're seeing that film Please first tell night. me... It's gonna be like comedy horror. Please um, tell me it's I don't know. Comedy we'll horror. see. I I hope it's not because the, the when that first iteration of Five Nights at Freddy's Nights came out, without it being comedy horror, have you played the games? the The story behind you actually, you were the one who introduced me to Five Nights at Freddy's. I've when never I, those nights in college when I would come sit on your bed and just like watch you either we'd play watch stuff gamers or, like, watch play the game, game walkthroughs. Yeah. We would watch people play Five Nights at Freddy's. That was my introduction to it. It, it was terrifying. <laughs> came out one summer. It, it had to be going into senior year, I think, because that's how you would have got introduced to it. I was home mm-hmm. and I was watching maybe Markiplier. I was watching somebody play Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, wow. And it's the first Throwback. game. The first game is the most terrifying to me. I, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. It is such an, it's such a basic concept of you are a um, concept, excuse me that you work as a security guard at this um, knockoff Chuck E. Cheese. And at least it's believable and not like you're a kid who just got, like, got trapped in it when the the place got locked up. Like, right. at least you're a security guard. Right. And these animatronics have, like, these demonic souls within them that try to get <laughs> you and eat you. Mm-hmm. And, the, you, like, the first game again, easy concept. That game terrified me. I You could not pay me enough to play any of those games. But what I really enjoyed and what my nephew and I really enjoyed was the lore that came with the games. There's an interesting and mm. intricate story that comes behind Five Nights at Freddy's. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. See, I did not know any of this. The story is very fascinating, and my nephew and I live for it. So that's why we're very interested in seeing what this film is going to bring to the whole story of Five Nights at Freddy's. Or if it's just going to be a oh. movie version See, of the game. See, that'll be interesting. Because I feel like games. sometimes when when film writers try to build story into, like, a horror slash thriller movie, um, I feel like they try to overdo it. Like, did you ever mm-hmm. see Ouija? No. Um, yeah, my, my, one of my best friends, 
wife now wife uh is like a major horror movie buff and she's she's like the kind of person who will throw it on and then fall asleep Mm -hmm. she's one of those people and she rented ouija and i I watched it with her because he had no interest in watching a horror movie actually no i lied i did i i believe i watched that with my niece on netflix I feel like they did that, and I feel like at about, like, the, the 75% way through the movie, they tried to throw in a bunch of lore mm-hmm. behind it that made, like, tried to make it make sense mm-hmm. or something. And it was just, at that point, like, you're already invested. You've already accepted the the premise of, like, this demon who's attacking people. You don't need it explained at that point. If you're going to provide background, don't do it 75% of the way into the movie. We've, I, we're, we're already watching it at that point. Right. Do it either, um, I would say do it at, like, the 20% mark. Mm-hmm. Like, introduce your characters and then give us the backstory. Give, give us your characters, give us the stakes, and then give us the backstory. Yeah. So that we can then understand the peril that they're going to be in later. Yeah. That's how I would write that. For anyone who was wondering whether or not I'm actually, like, a decent writer, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I, I've read your stuff. I'm a fan. I, t- <laughs> I don't just... I promise I don't just talk out of my butt. I really did really did take classes. <laughs> you did. I did. I took took one or two. It's my minor. It's your minor. Plus the English major, so... Mm-hmm. Studied other people's writing. Um. Okay, well, that was a productive hour. That was a productive hour. <laughs> Go Team Cinematic. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Okay, well, Audrey, it was good. this is a good talk. Um, Let's do it again next week. Let's do it again. Let's do this again next week. Join us next week for Cinematic Pulse behind the scenes. No, not behind the scenes. In fact, we will actually do Into the Spider-Verse next week. Are we? Okay. I hope so. <laughs> but let's hope we are. I believe so. We kind of derailed this week because of personal stuff. But this has been nice. Mm-hmm. This is this is this is nice. This was a good this was a good break for my brain. I say we do this every once in a while when we need a brain break. We just chat. I like this. Yeah, you guys tell us what you think about this. Would you would you like to have a little just breather podcast behind the scenes episode? Um or not? Or what would you like to hear from us um for a random one off episode? Definitely let us know. Message us on Instagram, message us on Facebook, or just text us because a lot of you still know us. <laughs> a lot of you actually um, have our numbers. A lot of you have our numbers. <laughs> um yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd like to hear what you guys think about that. So I don't have an outro for this, but This has been, this has been cinematic, cinematic Pulse. Pulse. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Uh, roll credits. <laughs> Bye. Roll credits. Bye. Thank you.